We need to talk about this altcoin surge, this altcoin mega pump that was actually triggered. It's been triggered for a while, but Powell actually pumped it yesterday. We need to talk about this altcoin pump because it's not a regular altcoin pump where all the alts are running. In fact, when I look, what I see is that I see that there's certain narratives which are running. And we need to understand why these narratives are running and which narratives are going to run next. So there is definitely an altcoin pump. It's going to continue. I'm going to show you why it's going to continue. There's actually data that shows it's going to continue. We're getting into a massive alt season, like it or not. Don't believe the critics. But it's not the same alt season that we're used to. So we need to position ourselves accordingly. So I don't know if you like alt seasons like I do. If you're absolute, absolute, absolute degens, then I think this show you're going to enjoy. This is going to be one that you have to watch. You have to watch it till the end. Let's do it. People are telling me I'm echoing. Am I am I still echoing? Or was it just the music that was echoing? Okay, that's the music. All right, we're back, guys. We're back. We're back. We're back. And it's we're here and we're talking about the altcoin mega pump, which is upon us. There's an altcoin mega pump which is coming, and we need to discuss this mega pump. It was triggered yesterday. It was triggered before, but it was triggered by Powell. And now we're back. And there is good reason to believe that this altcoin mega pump is going to continue but it's not a normal altcoin mega pump it's not like the previous alt seasons where we went bitcoin then eth then large altcoins and then small altcoins this one is actually very different this time it's very very different this time it's a narrative led alt uh, altcoin market so we've got to be we've got to be um what's the word we've got to be very selective about which altcoins have pumped if you just take one quick look here at the bubbles, let me let's quickly look at the at the bubbles. You can see that it's not every narrative that's running, and there's certain narratives that are running much faster than other narratives. And that's what our job is. Our job is here in this uh, in this um, uh, kind of market. It is to identify the narratives, and then when we identify the correct narratives, what we need to do is we need to go crazy on those narratives. So basically, what I want you guys to do is we want to identify certain narratives. Once you have identified the narratives, then this is what you do. You basically go like this. You take your trade, 100x leverage. What a clown, what a clown, what a clown. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So listen, if you're new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. You need to be subscribed to this channel. This is the highest alpha per minute show on the entire crypto interweb. 
If you are a banter family member, then just like this content, help us get out there. Let me know in the comments what trades you guys are in. You saw that I got into a whole lot of trades earlier uh, with Sheldino. Let's see how my trades with Sheldino are doing. Uh, here, we, here they are. Here's the, the trades with Sheldino. So my Algorand one is up slightly. My Immutable X I got into last night is up $3,550. My injective, I'm comfortable with this injective. I'm going to hold it for, for long term. And then my near protocol, which I took with Sheldon on the show, is up $3,000. I was at one stage, I was up about $8,000 in this position. That's because because of this narrative play, which is which is what we're going to be talking about today. So, ready? We've got a big show here today. Um, do you have my sound effects here? Is my sound? Bottom left. Remember this. Remember this. The bees. You remember the bees? Today we're going to talk about the bees. We're going to talk about the bees. Cool. Ready, ready, ready. Let's go, 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 go. So I think the first thing we talk about is what happened yesterday. Why the market yesterday continued to pump. And that is because Powell, the whole market was worried about what Powell would say at this interview. And I don't know if you guys listened to the interview. I listened to the interview. I listened to the whole interview, of course, so that I could summarize it for you guys. But I don't know if you if you listened to it. We saw a very different Powell. We saw a Powell who was friendly, davish. He spoke about the fact, did you know that Powell was actually a guitarist and he rode a bike? Did you know that? So I kind of tweeted afterwards. I said, you got Powell. I'm warming up to him a lot because he's like, he's a guitarist. He rides a bike and uh, he pumps markets when we need him to pump markets. Anyway, he was asked a whole lot of questions, very different type of questions. He was asked about the employment numbers because remember what happened last week? We had the employment number, the unemployment of the numbers come out and they were much, 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 much better than we thought. And that is what caused the Dixie to go up. So when the employment numbers came up, you had the Dixie go from here to from 100, 101, and it went all the way up to 103.9. Now you can see that after Powell spoke yesterday, the Dixie starting to come back. So what was it? Well, the first thing is, he, he was asked about the job numbers. Let's listen, let's listen to what he said. We think that we're going to need to do further rate increases, as we said, and we, we think that we'll need to hold policy at a restrictive level for a period of time. Then comes the, uh, the, the uh, labor market report for January, and it's very strong. It's certainly stronger than anyone I know expected. <clears throat> and so, but, but I would say we didn't expect it to be this strong, but I would say it, it kind of shows you why we think that this will be a, a, a process that takes a significant period of time. It, the, the labor market's extraordinarily strong. And by the way, it's good. It's a good thing that inflation has started to come down without it. That has not happened at the, at the cost of strong labor market. So, and of course, since then, labor market, sorry, financial conditions have tightened significantly since then. So let me ask it another way. Um, <laughs> so by the way, when the, the numbers coming out, the job numbers, 519,000 jobs, does anybody call you up in the government and give you a little heads up? This is going to happen or they never do that. So on, on some um, data, sometimes we get data just the night before and it's only me, only me. And uh, so but not on all pieces of data. It's it's a it's a it's a, a very small amount of data. And we get it just just the night before. For example, if we if we were going to get a big piece of data in the middle of an FOMC meeting, as often happens on the day of an FOMC meeting, it will help me to to know it the night before. Okay, so the markets, um, after your speech last week, the markets assumed that, therefore, there would probably be another 25 basis point increase. So remember that we, after the Powell spoke last time, we saw, we saw that uh, the markets priced in another interest rate hike because the jobs numbers were so, were so high. So that's, 
still in the cards, actually. If you look at, at, the, at the interest rate forecast, what you can see is that the market is pricing in a almost 100% chance of another interest rate hike when they meet again in March. And then in May, again, they're pricing in another 71% um, chance of another interest rate hike. Also, what's interesting is that now the rate cuts, there's only one rate cut priced in this year. Now, my bet is that there's not going to be any rate cuts this year, and I'll show you why. So the next thing Powell spoke about was this, the use of the word disinflation and whether 2023 would be a year of disinflation for it to it yourselves. Here it comes. There is by what period of time would you like to get there? Well, we say, we say that we're using our tools to get there over time. If you look at our forecasts, we expect 2023 to be a year of significant declines in inflation. And it's actually our job to make sure that that's the case. But I would tell you that, uh, you know, with inflation headline, headline uh, PCE inflation is running about 5%. This is on a 12 month basis. Core is running it at 4.4. My guess is it will take certainly into not just this year, but next year to get down close to 2%. Okay, so 2% is firm. That's You're not going to yes. get off that. See, see what he back. says is, he says, look, so, it's not going to be this year. We're not going to finish the inflation problem this year. It's going to be next year, which is, I think, a little bit more hawkish than people expected. Now, let me ask you a question. How much do you think the head of the Federal Reserve gets paid? How much do you think Jerome Powell gets paid for his job? Now, bear in mind that this guy, whenever he speaks, people make and lose billions and trillions of dollars. Now, let me ask you, how much do you think? Let me know in the comments what you think this guy earns per year, not per month, per year, per year. I think when you hear it, it's going to blow your mind. I, I don't think he earned this much. I think you, I, th I thought he earned a lot more than this, a lot, lot, lot more than this. So let me play it for you. Tell me in the comments in the meantime what you think. Um, here we go. Let's listen. You're, if your idea is to go to trade things, buy and sell them because you think you know uh, you think this stock is cheap and that kind of thing, that's just not something that will work. So, like what that. is the salary of the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board? It's um, it's around one hundred and ninety thousand dollars, I believe. Okay, so you you live on the one hundred ninety thousand dollars. If you need to sell something, what do you do? You have to clear it for forty five days, or that's right. We we've you know to, if we have family expenses that if we have them that exceed yeah. my salary then we have to sell it. So you could spend one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year. That's it. I mean for the for the chairman of the Federal Reserve to be paid one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year. I think he's getting underpaid if you ask me for all he has to do and all the stress that he has to go through. One hundred ninety thousand dollars, and he says when he wants to sell assets he has to wait. He has to wait forty five days. All right. Lastly, he spoke about. Um, he spoke about two things. The first thing he spoke about is the, the use of the word disinflation. Remember that he used the word disinflation, I think, 11 times in the last, uh, in the last uh, um, FOMC meeting. And the interviewer asked him, he said, look, would you still have used the word disinflation after having seen the jobs numbers? Listen to what he said. Comes down. So when you made your speech the other day, when you talked about the Fed discount rate, you used the word disinflation 11 times. Not that I'm counting, but 11 times. So you were saying that disinflation is beginning to appear. Would you use that word 11 times again today after the jobs report, or you would be less inclined to use that word so much? I, I might use the, the I might say, I, I would certainly use the word disinflation, yes, which means declining inflation, and I, I would call it declining inflation too. For And uh, today, what about the, uh, the debt, total debt of the United States, which produces some inflation? 31.4, leaving aside the debt limit, are you worried about the total indebtedness in the United States reducing inflation, or you don't think that's a big problem? 
Yeah, it's not the level of debt. It, I, I would. Okay, so that is what he said about using the word disinflation. He also spoke about the debt ceiling, which, which right now in the United States, as you know, the United States has hit their debt ceiling, and the problem is that they cannot take much debt, and potentially they could default. But he said there's pretty much nothing to worry about, and he's got a little treasure chest. Now, this is important. He's got a little treasure chest which he can use to pump markets or to put money into the markets when this uh, this treasure chest hits. Anyway, so that's what. Powell said yesterday, and that gave markets, or specifically altcoins, the green light to start getting pumped. Now, it's not all alt, it's not um, uh, it's not uh, uh, all altcoins. It's just a certain narrative of altcoins that is starting to run. Now, you need to know if you want to be trading it. You need to know what it is. Now, what we know for sure is that right now, specifically after what Powell said, for now. It's risk on. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that don't believe this pump. We've seen it. We've seen it on Twitter. A lot of people have got PTSD. A lot of people, they believe that this pump isn't going to last. And maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. But the way I said it yesterday, I said this, I said this yesterday in a, in a tweet. And I said, look, it doesn't matter whether this pump lasts another week or another month. That's not, it's, it's inconsequential. There probably is going to be a, pull, a, a, a pullback at some stage. But right now, the markets want to run. Specifically, the altcoin markets want to run. Now, you've got two options here. You can either sit as a spectator and watch the altcoins run. Some of the biggest altcoins have run over 300%. Or you can get involved and come to the party. As I said in my, in my tweet yesterday, if you're here and you're sitting on the sidelines while the music is playing, then it's like being at a party. And the thing is, if you, if you go to a party when the music is pumping and you sit there on the sidelines going... Hmm, I wonder when I wonder when this music's gonna stop. Or I'm sure this music's gonna stop at some point. Well, then you shouldn't be at the party. You shouldn't come to the party at all. So now you've got an, a, a call to make. A lot of people don't believe this pump. And as the pump gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it's starting to suck in even the biggest people in the market. So in the beginning, a lot of people didn't believe the pump. And over time, they're starting to believe their pump. I want to just show you an example of one before we actually start talking about it. So I follow Arthur Hayes. I'm sure you guys follow Arthur Hayes too. He's a, one, of the, one of the most prolific investors in the space. So he writes these incredible blogs, right? And he started writing this blog yesterday. And I highly, highly, highly suggest that you guys go and read this blog because the way that Arthur Hayes wrote this blog is it's, it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, in this blog, he basically says, if you go... I'm not going to bore you with the, with the details of the blog, but you should read it. He says, am I too late? Buying Bitcoin when it's already 50% up off the lows is dangerous. And, and, and the market, wait, uh, is this the right one? Let me just see if this is the right one. Yes. He says, look, buying Bitcoin 50% off the lows is dangerous. He says, uh, yeah, let me, let me get it for you guys. Am I too late? Uh, hold on a second. Yeah. He says, buying Bitcoin when it's already up 50% off the lows is dangerous. Has the market already priced in all the easing to come over the next few months? And he, he carries on and he carries on and he carries on. And this is how he finishes the blog. He says, he says, next steps, C correct thought, get into the moment, get into the party of now, raise cash, buy Bitcoin, and then let's go shitcoining. So you can see that even Arthur, who in, by the way, in his previous blog, this is his previous blog, which was published about a month ago. He says, he says, in the previous blog, he said he's not getting into the market. He said, if I'm wrong, I am content to miss out on the initial rally off the bottom. If I'm already long, so at the time he said, look, I think if I think he's, he said, I'm content 
to miss out on this pump. But now he's been he's been converted, and he's not the only guy that's been converted. You can see more and more people have been converted. Example: If you go look at Elio Trades, Elio Trades, one of my friends, one of the people that I, that I watch a lot of his content. He also he denied the pump and denied the pump and denied the pump. And then what happened? Well, when the pump really got big, it started to suck him in. So right now, the music is playing, and if the music is playing, you got to get on the dance floor and you got to dance. You got to make sure that if the music stops, you're ready for the music stopping because there is a chance that the music will stop. In fact, we have seen a couple of indicators that show that the music may stop pretty soon. In fact, Kramer, one of the indicators, says he reiterates that it's a bull market. You also have some insiders which are selling into this rally. Now, when they talk about insiders, they mean people in big companies, insiders in big companies are actually selling into this rally, specifically in stocks, not in crypto. Why are they doing it? Well, they're doing it because they're scared of the of the earnings. Insiders know, insiders know what's happening in companies. And they know that companies are struggling because we know that the recession is coming. And so they're scared of the earnings. And so some insiders are actually using this opportunity to start selling into this rally. So GCR says, look, he says, enjoy these market conditions while they last and try and make the most of it. The 2019 eco bubble sustained for 48 days from the 6K rec reclaim top. So let's look at what he means. He says in 2019, he says if you take the six the 6K top, which is somewhere around there, right? So it's 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 over there. He said, look, the market in 2019 continued to go up from here all the way to here, which was about for, it was about 50 days, 55 days, whatever it was, um, and the market went up about 120. percent So that's that's. Uh, what he's saying. We also seeing now. We saw another indicator which says that which I want to find for you. Uh, let me find it. I think it's it's over here. Uh, there it is. Sorry, my mouse today is very 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 slow. In fact, let me let me find you this this tweet, which also shows that we may be in a short term bull market, but there may be some trouble ahead. And I'll show you. Here it is. So it's it's a tweet that Kyle tweeted earlier. It says, "Look, we're getting something interesting on the charts. We're getting a death cross on the weekly." which is a downward trend on the weekly. So it's a death cross. Here it is on the weekly. But if you look on daily, we've got a golden cross. It's never, ever happened before. At the same time, we've got a death cross on the long term and we've got a golden cross on the short term. Now, what that could mean, it's never happened before. So no one knows what it actually means, but you know what it could mean? It could mean that for the short term, we're going to have a pump, but for the long term, we've got a little bit of problems to deal with. Could be, could be, regardless. Either way, as I said, right now, the music is pumping. And when the music is pumping, if you're at the party, you got to dance and you got to be in the market. And if you're going to be in the market, you need to understand how this market is actually being powered because it's not a normal market. You can see all the indicators are showing you that we're in an old season. You can see that the ETH median gas price is up three times. What that means is that we're in an old season. People are trading alts. In fact, I don't know if you remember, but we spoke about this chart a while back. This chart is the old season chart. And I spoke to you about it a couple of weeks ago. And I said to you, look, this old season chart oscillates. It goes Bitcoin season, old season. Bitcoin, se sorry. Bitcoin season, old season. Bitcoin season, old season. And I said to you that we, we've, we've come to a point where it looks like it's going to turn. There was a Bitcoin pump. And now what we're starting to see is that we're in the middle of an altcoin cycle. Now, if this cycle is to repeat, what we'll see is we'll see the altcoins going all the way up to here. 
before they actually turn. If this cycle is like every other cycle, you can see in every other cycle, it went uh, altcoin season, so Bitcoin season, altcoins. Bitcoin, altcoins. And you can see it right now, told you a while back, we started here, we broke through this, and we're starting to get a huge, huge, huge altcoin pump. Now, what's causing this pump? I showed this to you guys a while back. I said to you, what's causing the pump is that the long-term holders of Bitcoin went into profit. And when the long-term holders of Bitcoin went into profit, that was the return of risk. Remember, you, when you make money on Bitcoin, you start to be in a more risk-taking mood. All of a sudden, you want to take a whole lot more risks and whatever else. And that's exactly what happened. You can see that this glass nodes inside letter says there's a, there's, a, there's a shifting of the tides. What happened was the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin long-term price, the, the, there was a return to profitability. The realized price, both short-term and long-term, went up. And when that happened, that basically unleashed old season. That happened somewhere over here. I called it for you guys pretty much at the bottom. That is when alt season started. That is when this altcoin season started. And now, like it or not, we're in the middle of this altcoin season. It's happening. Sentiment is back. Spending is back. You're starting to see all the different signs in the market that show that there is an altcoin, that, that there is an altcoin season upon us. You're starting to see the market respond to announcements. Every token that makes an announcement all of a sudden, the market responds. In fact, it's become so ridiculous that I'll show you something here. Stanny, the founder of Ave, tweets this. I've got to show this to you. I've got to show this to you. Yeah, I've got to show this to you. So Stanny, the founder of Ave, he tweets. He says, "I'm not sure if Web3 is ready for this." This was on the, on February the third. Let's get an Ave chart and let's see what happened to Ave on February the 3rd. Got to show you how crazy this, all, how, how we know that we're very, very, very much in, in an altcoin season. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly go into daily chart here. And let's go, let's quickly just look at many more days. Okay, hold on a second. So what happened on February the 3rd? February 6, 5, 4, 3. Here we go. February the 3rd. You see, there was this big green candle on February the 3rd. What was the big green candle? So he started a, a series of tweets where he said, I'm not sure if Web3 is ready for this. And then he followed it up with a whole lot of other tweets. So he started with that one. Then he said, buckle up. Then he said, three, two, one. And then he announced he's having a baby. He, that literally what happened. And when that happened, it, that's what happened. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. His, his, his token price went up 10% because of an announcement on an announcement. And that is one of the indicators that we're in an alt season. Because as GCR says, he says, trading alt seasons for years, one of the best indicators of how much juice is left is how alts react to news, announcements, listings, shills. Remember when there was the Coinbase pump and, and, and everything else? When a season is about to rug, traders still long news but instantly get dumped on. So what we're seeing now is we're seeing that exact pattern happening is the market is starting to respond again. When, when, when tokens make announcements, the market responds. We saw that yesterday with Chili's. I don't know if you guys have been following, following Chili's, but Chili's made an announcement about an announcement. Let's quickly look at what happened to Chili's. Okay, so let's quickly look. Chili's. Here we go. You can see it here. 
Bang, look at that green candle. Went from 13 to 16.5. Why? Because they made an announcement yesterday about making an announcement today. And let's just see if I can find the announcement for you. If not, I'll definitely find find this announcement for you in, in a second. Um, so they made an announcement. Render made an announcement. It, people don't understand Render. We've got to talk about Render for one second. Render has had an absolute, absolute, absolute pump, right? Let's quickly look at the pump on Render. I know that a lot of us are in Render because it's one of our favorite tokens. So what happened here with Render? Why is it that Render went from 42 cents and hit a high of $2.20? Because two things happened. The first thing that happened is people pieced it together that what Render does is it takes rendering power. It takes GPU power, decentralized GPU power, and allows people to use decentralized GPU power. So why did Render rally? Well, what was the biggest narrative that rallied this year? It was AI, right? Who is going to provide the GPU power to train all the AI models? Who's going to do that? Right now, there's only render. If you want decentralized GPUs on scale, right now, the only place, the only place you can go is, is render. But render also made an announcement. They said, with chat GPT API up next, we'll with ChatGPT API up next, we'll feed its output into render graphs for things like OSL shaders, script nodes, scatter nodes, et cetera. So what he's saying is for AI to run, there will be an API and people can actually feed this into render to train models, et cetera. Look, they also had a, a, um, a, a change in their tokenomics, which makes their, their tokenomics deflationary. But what I'm trying to show you is that the market is starting to respond to news. You saw it again here with MakerDAO's, one of MakerDAO's founders. He says, major news coming on Wednesday. What happens? Bang, price rallies. Nier made an announcement today, which contained the word AI, and Nier pumped. And I mean, you've got to take your head off to Sheldon because Sheldon called Nier before this announcement. He saw it, the charts were more accurate than the news. And that is, again, what, we, what we're saying is, it's a sign of a, a bull market. Now, it can be a long bull market, and it can be a short bull market. We don't know. What we do know is that right now, there is a bull market. And as GCR says, he says, enjoy the market conditions while they last and try to make the most of it. Don't sit on the sidelines. So the way to trade a narrative like this is to be buying all the way up to the top and to have stop losses. Because if we're wrong, let the stop losses get triggered. But if we're right, we can catch this market up all the way up. He says, um, he, I think he, I want to see if there was, I think there was a second tweet that he said. Let me see if I can find the second tweet for you guys. Cause I think what he said was actually quite prolific. Um, okay. I will find it for you guys and we, we can, we can, we can talk about it in a second. I'm just closing a whole lot of windows because my computer is lagging again today. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. So that's, so right now it is an old season. It's a crazy old season. It's not a Bitcoin season. There's no Bitcoin run here. It's a very different old season to the old seasons that we used to, because the old seasons that we used to go Bitcoin and then goes Ethereum, then it goes major alts. This time it's different. This time it's Bitcoin, which started off this whole pump. There was a recovery in Bitcoin. The Bitcoin holders broke even and then started to make money. And then what they started to do was they started to invest in narratives. And the one narrative that hasn't run is actually Ethereum and other layer ones. So if you look at the narratives that have run, and we've been talking about these narratives, I think 
a feather in our cap is that we really, really, really called the narratives the narratives right this time. We saw very early in December that the market is, has been led by narratives. And the narratives we saw then, we saw AI, we saw decentralized trading, GMX, GNS, a sponsor of our channel. Um, we saw liquid staking, Lido, stuff like that. We saw gaming, not metaverse, although today a metaverse um, narrative erupted. And remember, we spoke about the career coins. Remember, we spoke about all the, the high FTV, low circulation career coins. Those are the narratives that we called. And if you look at what ran, pretty much you can go through this and you can go one for one for one. You'll see those are, are actually the narratives that ran. So this altcoin season is actually very, very different. It's not your normal altcoin season. And I'll show you this actually by looking at the charts. If you look at the pumps in altcoins in the last couple of days, let's take, let's take the starting point on the 21st of Jan. You'll agree with me that if we look at the pumps in altcoins since the 20th of Jan, let me just give you some, let me just show you some of the pumps. So here's render. Here is the 20th of Jan over here. You can see that just from the 20th of Jan, just here from the 20th of Jan to today, renders up 300%. You see that? Let me show you, let me show you another one. Let's just, we'll take another one. Let's just take, we'll take a few. We, ones that we know have run. Okay, so let's look at Singularity Net. And let's go to the 20th of Jan. 20th of Jan is about here. There we go. 20th of Jan is here. Okay, so there we go. There's 20th of Jan. And you see that this, this thing's pumped 200%. What I'm trying to show you is that certain altcoin narratives are pumping 200 and 300%. But now let's look at what's happening in the market. If you look at the total market cap, the total market cap, and you take the 20th of Jan, what you will see is that since the 20th of Jan, the total market cap has increased by less than 3%. If you look at where we were over here at 21st of Jan, and you take it to where we are today, the total market cap is up 3.81%. At the same time, you're getting your favorite altcoins exploding 50, 100, 200%, 300%. What does that mean? Well, what it means is very simple. It means this. It means the bees are back. It means that what's happening in the market, what's happening in the market is the bees are back and the bees are going from narrative to narrative to narrative. The same bunny is moving from one narrative to another narrative to another narrative. First, it was AI. Now, if you look at AI today, AI is starting to come down and the bees are going somewhere else. It was liquid staking. It was, it was, it was um, trading, GMX, GNS. And now there's a shift from narrative to narrative. And Sheldon, earlier on his show, said that he thinks that the next narrative is layer ones. And that's why he told us to look at buying near and look at buying Elgrand. I mean, I listened to him. You can see my near position's up five grand since his show this morning. My Elgrand position up... Um, for $520 since his show this morning. Why? Because he thinks that the next narrative is actually an L1 narrative. What am I trying to show you? I'm trying to show you that this is not a normal altcoin, altcoin crazy uh, old season. This one is slightly different. This time it didn't go Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, large cap alts, 
small cap outs. This time it was narrative, narrative, narrative. The first narrative that exploded was AI. We saw that. It's gone crazy now. I mean, I mean, I, I, I saw these memes, which I think are fantastic. It says, I may have a way for us to go to $10 trillion market cap. AI Bitcoin, AI Ethereum, AI Tether, AI BNB. He's got a point there. Someone also tweeted, he said, John Ray could rebrand FTX AI and then and, and he'll be fully solvent by end of the year. So you can see that this 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 narrative of of Microsoft and and chat chat GPT and this war between Google and Microsoft, who've also now announced that there is BARD, which is the the answer to to chat GPT. This narrative, global narrative, started to push the AI tokens up. You can see that. Now look, to be honest, if you if you if you like us, I think that I mean this AI narrative could continue to run. I think it's run too much, man. I think that this AI narrative has exploded. To be honest, I think the bees have sucked the pollen out of the AI narrative. And I think that there's going to be new narratives. I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be different narratives now. I can't turn it up. It's as high as it goes, James. It's as high as it goes. So I think the bees have sucked the pollen out of the AI narrative. I would be careful of the AI narrative. I'd be I'd be super, super, super careful of the AI narrative. It's pumped. Um, even Jim Cramer says, even Jim Cramer says, he says, how many days do we need to endure this AI nonsense? How much, how much more money needs to be lost before it's over? I think he's just salty. I think it sounds to me like he he probably missed this narrative. So it's all about narratives, right? And what, as I said to you before, what you see now is you're seeing even the most skeptical of money starting to come into the market. Said to even Arthur Hayes, he said, look, I'm going to go into Bitcoin, and I'm going to start shitcoining. So what we did was we actually investigated and we, we found the narratives that Arthur, Arthur Hayes is actually in. Okay, so we, we found this with looks on chain, look on chain. Now, what they're saying is, you know, he published this thread yesterday, which said, correct thought, raise cash, buy Bitcoin, which is going to be deploying over the, the next couple of days. And then let's go shitcoining. I believe there's a, currently a narrative taking hold that is inspiring a lot of copy pasta piles of shit to launch. I'll give you guys an update on my thesis on the sector of dog shit once I have done a bit more research. But if Bitcoin and Ether continue to early, there'll definitely be a shitcoin vertical that goes bananas over the next couple of months. It's not a shitcoin vertical. It's a whole bunch of shitcoin narratives which are going berserk. So let's look at what he's holding and how that compares to our narratives. Okay, so this is his wallet. His wallet is holding 200,580 uh, 200, GMX. We're holding GMX and we're holding GNS. We told you GNS is our sponsor, full disclosure, but we were holding GNS way before they became our sponsor. And we've had, I mean, we've had unbelievable returns on our GNS position. Let's actually show you. We told you guys, Miles told you guys to buy GNS is about 180. We told you a little bit later, about 250, maybe $3. Yesterday, GNS hit $8.80. So that's the, that's the chart. So he's holding GNS. He's holding ETH. I think you need to be in ETH. We'll talk about the layer one thing. He's big on this. He's big on the um, NFT narrative. So you can see he's got looks and I think he's got X2Y2. So I think in his, in his other wallet, he's actually got um, X2Y2. I don't know if they talk about it here. Let's see if they talk about it here. Okay. So he's got looks and he's got X2Y2. He's got ENS. He's got Lido, which is the liquid and frax. So he's bullish on the, on the uh, liquid the liquid staking shares. So let's quickly look and see what price he bought these things at. So 
Um, he bought Lido. His average price, $2.26. Today, Lido is, I think, around there. Maybe a little bit more today. Let's actually have a look. Um, yeah, so he's not, he's not that far up on his Lido position. He, he, he's got uh, Frax. His Frax share, he received 50,000 Frax share from Binance in May 13 when the price was 10.96. That's about, um, he's paid a lot. He's actually, he's actually out of the money on his Frax. So he's quite, he's quite um, uh, uh, bullish there. And then Wilder World, Metaverse, and then Sushi, Sushi Swaps. That's, that's pretty much what he's buying. And you can see that again, it's all about narratives, narrative, narrative, narrative. These are the narratives which are running. So that's, that's what it's about. Let me know what you think. Let me know what, also what you think the next narrative is going to be. You think Sheldon's right with his um, layer one narrative? I think he's right. It's the only one that hasn't run. If you take tokens like Nia, you take tokens like Cardano, you take tokens like, um, I mean, where, where are the other layer ones? Let's have a look here. So let's have a look here. I mean, the only one that I don't want to pump is Aptos because my short is still open. It's now my short is very much in the money now. Um, Nia running uh, Phantom. Phantom is its own narrative. Rune also, I think, had had a bit of a run. Um, I wonder. I wonder if she, I think I think Sheldon's right. I think we will get a bit of a layer one gaming narrative. I think the gaming narrative run. And today we saw the the new narrative, which is metaverse. And the reason why we saw metaverse is because we saw Saudi Arabia and the Sandbox agreed to collaborate on projects. And I don't know if you know one thing you know not to bet against the Saudi Arabian money. They've got the most money in the world. These guys have got huge money. Um, Sandbox and Saudi Arabia signed a memorandum of understanding, but without revealing details, explaining the scope of this agreement. And they are collaborating on building on Sandbox. And that, of course, sends Sandbox up. Right now, Sandbox is up to 85 cents. It was up at 93 cents. Um, so that's, that's the... I mean, if Sandbox goes up, usually you expect Decent Decentraland to go up. So let's look at Mana. Which is Decentraland. So you can see one as soon as the narrative runs, Sandbox ran. And then of course you can see that 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 Decentraland also went from 71 to 78. So up about 10 cents. See that? So it's again narrative, narrative, narrative. Um one narrative we spoke about is this liquid staking narrative. You know, this whole ETH Shanghai upgrade. So yesterday, with the ETH Shanghai upgrade, they ran a test and they 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 so they ran a test, and for the first time ever, you could process a staking withdrawal on Ethereum. Now, remember, people that staked their Ethereum can't unstake it until the Shanghai upgrade goes live. And we're expecting Shanghai upgrade to be live in March or April this year. So yesterday, um, uh, yesterday we got this test, which was successful. Also yesterday, Lido launched their version 2, Lido V2, and in their V2, you can actually withdraw your ETH. So Lido was quick to do that. So as a result, as a result, the Lido price shot up this morning. Even though a lot of VCs have been selling Lido, the Lido price shot up this morning. Let's quickly look at it. Yeah, you see, Lido went from this today, from well, from three days ago at two dollars to two dollars fifty today, and that's because of because they launched their their V two. Um, yeah, we're very bullish on Lido. We we hold it. The reason is when this Shanghai upgrade happens, people are going to withdraw their ETH from Ethereum and just put it into Lido Finance and just stake with Lido Finance. It makes it it makes it 
so much easier. So that's that's that. Um, let's see, there were a whole lot of other things that I wanted to talk to you about today. Lots of stuff happening. Lots and lots and lots of stuff happening. Um, here we go. See, Chris Paniski also says that he says, he says, he said, he says, ETH looking like it wants to lead us to the next Valhalla. To Valhalla next. Maybe now there's going to be an ETH. Let's look at the ETH BTC chart. Maybe we missed something on the ETH BTC chart as well. Dominance has gone down. So let's look at the ETH BTC. So that's ETH BTC. Okay, so there has been a little breakout again on this ETH BTC chart. Dominance also broke down. That's what's happened to the dominance chart. A lot of people will fud about this dominance chart saying, you know, the Bitcoin dominance continues to increase. But you can see that the Bitcoin dominance is clearly down, which again says old season, old season, old season, old season, old season. Right now, you want to be in alts. Right now, this is where, where you're going to get the majority of the of the, the calls. By the way, we did a show where we said sell your Bitcoin into ETH. I think that was, where, where was that? Jan? When was that? I don't remember when that we should find out when that show was and see how positions doing see how, how how our position is doing remember we said it's a one one year position that you want to hold um let's have a look here near protocol the reason why they pumped because they published this thing saying near protocol can serve as an infrastructure empowering next generation ai use cases and they published a whole tweet showing amidst the recent ai hype the most used a cross the most used crypto AI crossover application is actually the oldest dApps on Near. Keep reading to find out. Near Crowd um, has been quietly running for two years with thousands of global workers labeling um, millions of data points used to train real machine learning models. Um, and so they, they talk about how Near can be used to power AI. Bang, you, you just mentioned the word AI and then you get your token flies. How many percent? Doesn't matter how many percent it's flown as long as I'm making money. I'm making money. We should be all making money if you watch Sheldon's show. I am burning a bit on this injective, but I think long-term this injective is going to be good. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding it. I'm not, not too worried about it, to be honest. Um, January, the January the 11th. Okay, so we'll check in a second where January the 11th. Some other news. Um, the Super Bowl banned crypto ads. Now, remember that this last year in the Super Bowl, crypto were the biggest advertisers, but it was all the rubbish crypto. So like I think it was like like FTX and all, all the, the, the bad crowd. So what have they done? They've now put a ban on on um on uh super bowl super bowl ads also a delegation went to south korea a delegation of uh, south korean official officials went to serbia to try and find do Kwan, believe it or not i mean this man is still very much on the run gains network our sponsors uh gains network tvl launched their uh, launch on arbitrum this is how their tvl has gone since they launched an arbitrum so that's that's some more good news Remember the vote to put deploy Uniswap on the BNB chain and A16Z voted against. Well, they were outvoted. So this is actually going to, um, it is going to, um, Uniswap is going to be deployed on BNB at some stage. All right, lastly, um, to, no, not, not lastly, second lastly, second lastly, we do have a new sponsor. Uh, the sponsor is TAP. So the, the website, there's a link below. What this sponsor does is it is it's quite an amazing sponsor because first of all they're regulated they're regulated they allow you to onboard if they have on it's a regulated on ramps and off ramps for crypto in multiple jurisdictions so go and have a look at it there's a link below you can also earn yield on your money and in a in a very transparent way and they've got a card so go and have a look at it they do have 
a token as well called XTP. I'm not showing you the token at all. I'm saying to you, go and have a look at this app. You're going to hear a lot more about this app, which allows you to onboard and to get into. It's not a, not really a trading app. It's more a, a buying app. If you want to get into the ecosystem and start buying, Tap is a, a, a great place. And if you want to earn yield, Tap is a great place, which is transparent and, and pretty safe. And um, also they've got a Tap card. So you can, you know, you can... You can cash out your crypto into cash and then use the tap card. So use these. Someone said, use my tap card this morning. Worked perfectly. Go and uh, there's a link below. Just click on the link below. You support the channel when you do that. Um, yeah. And then lastly, lastly, you know, we have watches. You know, we have the Rolex watches. Well, sometimes we have the Rolex watches. Not every day that we have them here. Sometimes James forgets to bring us the watches. Um, but remember, we are giving away those watches. So how you do that is you go to the link below or just open any account, any a referral link. And if you do, every trade you make gets you entered into the competition. And before the end of this month, we are going to give give away both Rolexes. There's two Rolexes left. Remember, we gave one to uh, one of our Canadian family, and now there's another there's another one. Uh, someone says your trades on cross margin. I know that I'm 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 taking very high risk trades. Yeah. Um, why am I comfortable? Let me tell, let me show you why I'm comfortable to go onto cross margin, because I'm using I'm only using big tokens here, Near, Injective, Immutable X, and Algo. None of them are small shit coins that are going to go to 50% of what they're worth. And these are all positions that I'm comfortable to hold. So like right now, I don't actually want to get liquidated. So you can see my liquidation prices are nowhere. I mean, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get liquidated here because I'm using a very, a very small part of my of my thing. All right, listen. Um, oh, look who's here. Hi. 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 What's happening? Thank you, bro. That's that uh, three thousand six hundred is is is. Look who's here. Look who's here. Yo yo. What's happening? <laughs> I think you were right about near. Uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. I'm actually gonna update on it, guys. If you can join my spaces at six o'clock. Oh, there's a spaces at six o'clock. Six o'clock. Okay, hold on. I'll wait, wait. The market. Go to. Let's go to Sheldon's Twitter. I think the main thing we need to do is go to Sheldon's Twitter. Okay, so let's go to Sheldino Tentino's Twitter. Uh, okay, here we go. Sheldino Tentino. And there should be a reminder on his Twitter. Oh, go to, oh. The, go to the spaces, set a reminder. Who's coming to your spaces today? Uh, Gareth Soloway. I think MM Crypto might be there. Lady of Crypto, MDX. There's a bunch of us. We're going to talk about the whole market. I'm going to update on Nia. I'm going to update on all the, the trades. Amazing. Spaces, amazing, 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 amazing. All right, guys. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Actually, I'll see you on Sheldon Spaces because I'll be there. You know I'll be there. Um, until then, have fun. Trade well, my friends.